0: Our identity is what he paid for. Yes. And we can have what we have because of him. As we declare his name, declare what he done for us, the world thinks we're off our rockers. And, but whereas we see the things happening in the world, we have an assurity that what was paid for us on the cross belongs to us for eternity. But more than that, what we can have today. Yes. Amen. Luke chapter 19, one verse, verse 10 Stand for the reading of God's word, if you would, please. Thank you. Jesus made a declaration here, and I want you to understand what he said here, and we will read it, but we must understand what he gave to us. Verse 10, for the Son of Man has come to seek, say seek. seek. And to save, say Save. save. That which was lost. Past tense. Notice how he put it, was lost. He made a declaration that what was lost now is no longer lost. What was lost in the beginning, Genesis, when it was lost, when Eve listened and beguiled by the serpent. Notice what he said and something, if you take scripture and you look at it, you're thinking, how could this be? When she was beguiled by the serpent, he says, now, you can take Edith and says, uh, you won't surely die if you eat of the, of the tree of good and evil. Now, what was evil in the garden? Did you ever think about that? What was evil in the garden? What was evil in the beginning? The serpent. Or what was possessing the serpent? That was what was evil. Everything else was blessed by God. There was nothing evil about it. But he used that and defiled and de- beguiled her. That's what we're seeing today. So what is wrong with doing this? What is wrong with doing that? Jesus paid that we could have a right and our rights returned back to us. That was what his, what's what he was his mission. Now you may be seated in his presence. For the Son of Man, that's Jesus. Say Jesus. Jesus. It starts with Jesus, ends with Jesus. He's the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. He's my all in all. Thank God for that. When I'm weak, he is strong. When I don't know which way to turn, I know who to turn to. When I feel like I'm alone, I know one who walks beside me. Thank God. But he said, my mission, my purpose, why I came. He declared it here. He said, I come that for the Son of Man has come to seek, say seek, But I want to jump back. He has come, very present, right now. I have come this very moment in time and history. But more than that, not just to leave it there, but he's now with us today. Aren't you glad he's here in our presence today? Jesus is in this room today. I brought him with me. I don't know about you. You may be alone, He may not have him, but I brought him with me. Well, I can have church. I don't care what everything else looks like. I can have church by myself because I am the church. I am what he says I am, and I'm going to declare it. I identify for what he did. He paid a price for me, but he paid it in full. And when the enemy comes and says, it don't belong to you, healing belongs to me. Prosperity belongs to me. My right mind is with me. Thank God he gave it all to me. Being in a memorial time, I thank God that I can declare what he said and what he did for me. Praise God. But he's not only not right here just at this moment, but to seek. He's looking. He went looking for those things that have been lost. But more than that, he brought not only looking, he brought salvation, deliverance. Thank God for that deliverance. That makes him a savior. Aren't you glad for the Savior? Which means deliver. We was in bondage. We lost our authority. We lost our inheritance. We lost our dominion in one sense because Jesus says, you shall have dominion over. Jesus said, I'm coming to get it back. I'm coming to that you can have a right now to declare what uh, was in the beginning. It boggled my mind when I read that and pulled that out in Genesis and God revealed and says, what was evil in the beginning? What was there that she needed to have uh, the knowledge of? And people are still trying to get knowledge and they still can't gain enough. They're reading books. They're going on the internet and they're trying to take in and, and pull in everything they can. But w- what's the purpose? Jesus is the all knowledge that you need. He's the one that gives us all knowledge. He gives us all these things that we need but the enemy beguiled her. The enemy's beguiled a lot of people today, even in the Christian realm. I see so many things that are so false, but come after those things that were lost. What was lost? The souls, humanity, first and foremost. Sin entered in at that point in time. Disobedience come in into that place. Don't touch, they touched. God still says don't touch certain things, and people still try to do their best to get a hold of it. And touch it to make themselves feel better, to make themselves kind of satisfied. And they'll try to say, Well, you're human, so you should be like me. No, I want to be like him. He overcame, I want to be an overcomer. Yes. And if I look to Jesus, I can be an overcomer. Jesus also brought back in what was lost the authority that belongs rightfully to the to the not only human race, but to God's children. You and I, we have a right to speak in Jesus' name. Let me say that again. We have a right to speak in Jesus' name. The world tries to say, wait a minute. You can believe in any way, shape, or form to get to God. There's only one way to God. Only one way to to the Father. Only one way we need to look to. Only one way, only one path. There's only one. His name is Jesus. He gave us that right and that authority. When the enemy says, keep it quiet, you need to speak louder. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. He also gave us our rights. It was lost in the beginning, but now we have a right to step before the father and have communion with him. We have a right because he sought for us like the prodigal son. The father desired to have fellowship. When the prodigal son came back home and he repented, what did the father do? Brother Joe, what did he do? He reached out and embraced him. But he didn't stop there. Your identity is not in what you did, but it's what you are right now. Thank God my identity isn't what I used to be, but what I am right now. Put a new robe on him. That's the robe of glory that God places on you. It's the robe that God gives you. Now we have a right to stand before him in the robe of glory. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Give him new shoes to put on. I'll put those new shoes on. Give him a ring, which a rightful place of authority. Thank God for that authority. Aren't you glad that God gave you all that? That was lost. That was his mission, to seek and save that which was lost. The Bible says in John 8, you don't have to turn there, but I want you to understand this. Whom the Son has made free is what? free indeed. Say I'm free. Now go to Galatians chapter six if you would please. Galatians chapter six. We're going down to verse 14 and 15. Are you there? Say amen. But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. Say, we're new creatures, new creatures. in Christ. I thank God, but notice what Paul said in verse 14. He said a New King James, boast. But in the King James says, bring glory. The two words come together. I will boast in the cross of Christ. I will boast. I will glory in. I will look to the cross where the price was paid. I will look to the cross that be, that brought things and bridged things together where I can have relationship with God and now with man. I can come along because it bridged the gap. Thank God for the cross. Thank God that Jesus went to the cross. That I don't have to. See, I don't have to pay the price. It was already paid because of Christ. That's reason why Paul could say, I boast in the cross of Jesus Christ. What he did there for me brought me in line with everything. It hit all four points of everything in the globe. It went to the east, the west, north, and south. It had every point that was there. The cross is where we need to look to and say, thank you, Father. As we have this Memorial Weekend, thank God for those that gave their lives. But I thank God for who gave me life and came through the cross of Jesus Christ. It gave me life because he said, when it is finished, it is done, it's paid for. I can rejoice now. I can know that everything's okay with me and the Father, that when I die, I know where I'm going because of the cross of Jesus Christ. It makes me a new creation, a new creature in Christ. It gives me something of a hope. It makes me think differently, makes me walk differently, makes me act differently. Thank God for that blood that was shed upon Calvary that it cleansed me, that washes me white as snow. Thank God for that. Go to Matthew chapter eight. Some of the things that he paid for us and we must understand this. And I want to declare it today like the apostle Paul did to many others. I've been enjoying the the lessons we've had in Sunday school. It really has been such an encouragement to me. It brought about some things that I noticed that, that Paul faced. And sometimes when you feel like you're alone and you feel like you don't know which way to go, I'm telling you, Paul faced it, but not just Paul, others had. And thank God, when you know what you're doing, I'm sure Jesus felt at times, God, why have you forsaken me? But I know the Father had not forsaken me because you have a purpose, you have a plan. And God says, you have a purpose and a plan too. But notice what Jesus said in verse 17 of chapter 8 of Matthew, verse 17. says, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. (laughs) Aren't you glad he's my strength when I don't have it? Infirmities means weaknesses when I don't have it emotionally together, when I don't have it knowledge together, when I don't have it in my spirit together, he does. And he paid for it for me on the cross. But sicknesses, I was in a sin sick way. And when Jesus paid that price, no longer does sin have a hold on me. And the rudiments of sin no longer should have a hold on of us. Sicknesses he said he took. Sicknesses, plural, All sicknesses was uh, laid upon Jesus. And he took the sicknesses out. I can walk free. Aren't you glad for that, church? Trust in him. Fulfill what he did and what he said. He paid it full. It's in full. You need to start declaring from the word of God, Jesus paid it all. <laughs> uh, let me jump and shout on that. Jesus paid it all for me. And I'm walking in it and I'm going to declare it. Sometimes I need to tell my body, body, Jesus paid it all. I get up and I feel these aches and pains. I said, wait a minute. He gave me a new creation, a new creature. I'm a new creature in him. And now I can walk in the newness of life. Amen. Can I hear an amen on that one? Amen. Next time you feel those aches and pains, you need to say, Jesus took my sickness and he laid it upon the cross. Pastor, be real. As you get older, you feel certain things. I understand that, but you know what? I'm just getting ready for the new one. Praise God for that new body. He paid a price for that new body. There's so many people, they pray about these temporary things. Something I noticed from the word of God Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, but you know what? Jesus uh, Lazarus had to go back to the grave again. That was just temporary. The sicknesses that I'm talking about, I must understand that God wants to prepare us for the eternal. Everything I'm doing is about the eternal, not the temporary. We live in a temporary mindset that God, you need to do it right now. But God's preparing you for the eternal. There's a difference. Jesus said, I paid the price in full to meet all the world's needs. Let me say that again, to meet all the world's needs. Aren't you glad we can reach out to the world by the gospel, by the word of God? This weekend, we take time and we celebrate those that have given their lives on the battlefield. We've given their lives uh, for you and I that we can have the freedoms we have in America. They're still in the battlefield right now, no matter where you go. They're still on, on a guard at all times. And across the lands, they're still on a battlefield so that we can have our freedoms that others can see the freedom. But I am so thankful that there was one that died upon the cross that fought for you and I that I can have the freedom that I have today, that I can declare his name and worship his name. His name is Jesus. He went to the cross and I can look to the cross. As we see what Paul said, Paul said he boasts and glory in the cross of Jesus Christ. That's where it was. I am thankful for the cross of Christ. At the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight and now I am happy all the day. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away, it was there by faith I received my sight and now I am happy all the day. Aren't you glad for the cross? Jesus declared this. No one takes my life, but I give my life. He didn't have to, but he did. He didn't have to give his life, but he laid it down. But he didn't stop there. He says, I may lay it down, but I'm going to pick it up again. Aren't you glad for the resurrection? Yes. Aren't you glad that he rose from the tomb again? Because if he had not, then what we've been preaching and what we've been believing is for a not. But I thank God he rose from the, again, uh, from, from the tomb. He rose from that tomb that you and I can rise from where we're at into the place he paid for. Yes. Amen. Touch your neighbor, says he's alive. He's alive. Huh. I could just say that and stop there. Say he's alive. He is alive. See, the cross was a hideous act. We know that. It was bloodthirsty. Those guys were uh, after the blood of those individuals on there. It was a cruel, gut wrenching thing that took place. It was a cruel death that they had done. And it was for those that had been convicted of murder. Some had been, it as those that had been enslaved, that was placed on that. So when the Jews would hear about the cross, they didn't want nothing of it. How could a Messiah die on the cross? How could a Messiah? They didn't realize that the cruel thing of sin would grasp a hold of them and keep them from moving in towards God. And Jesus says, I'll take take the penalty. I'll take the curse that you don't have to be cursed. Let me shout on that one. I don't have to be cursed with the things that, that this world brings. See whom the son, see when he said, I will be lifted up. I will lift up. And when I'm lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. John chapter three, when he was talking to Nicodemus, we always hear about Nicodemus being born again, but that wasn't the end of the story. Nicodemus, he, when he went down there and Jesus was telling him, he says, just like a seed that's going to be put in the ground. He says, the son of man is going to be lifted up like Moses lifted up the serpent. You want know to happen with the serpents? Why Moses had to design that? Because people complained. They murmured. And God says, enough is enough. <laughs> Have you ever had somebody say, God, I don't like what, You gave me. I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way my hair is. I don't like the food you give me. I don't like my shoes and my sandals. I don't like the clothes you give me. And they started complaining and murmuring. And all of a sudden, God sent serpents in and killed a bunch of them. Then all of a sudden, Moses went ahead. And the Bible says they even murmured against God's elected, God's anointed prophet, God's anointed king, which was Moses at that time. They murmured against him. Can you imagine that? The servants come in. I can just picture in my mind. They come around Moses. Oh, Moses, I'm sorry for talking about, about you. Moses, I'm sorry for talking about God. What have you done for me? That's when God says, put the serpent up. We've been given a penalty of sin because of the beginning. Just like Eve partook, Adam partook and brought sin into the world. Jesus said, I will take the penalty. Just like the serpent was lifted up, Jesus said, I will be lifted up. And when I'm lifted up and you look to me, then I can give you the right to be healed. I can give you the right to carry on. I can give you the right to have eternal life. Because that's what he told Nicodemus, Jesus said. He said, those that believe, those that will believe, those that will believe who I am shall have eternal life. See, believing is not something in a mindset. It comes from the heart, being fully persuaded that who he is, he is able. Say, he's able. Praise God. Let me move on to that. He's able to save. He's able to deliver. He's able to bring about healing. He's able to bring about peace. He's able to bring everything of good things. See, the enemy brought nothing but evil, but Jesus brought all these things that God had. That was his purpose, to seek and save that which was lost. He paid it in full. It's time we declare it. The cross was a symbol of evil. We understood that. We understand that. But now it is linked up. When Constantine, the emperor of Rome, had made and give his life to Christ, supposedly, because of his mother, had turned to Christianity. One of the symbols that they did was put a cross as a sign that we are Christians at the cross is a sign where we as believers we look to where we as believers how many's ever rode down the the roads and you see a cross alongside the highway a sign somebody has died here or somebody has given their life because of a highway accident or whatever it may be. But if you look to the cross of Jesus Christ, that was, nobody, that was not done by accidents. That was God saying, I laid it upon my son and because of that, you can go free. Amen. Can I tell you by that, the glory came out of that story. Aren't you glad for the glory of God? that came out of that story. John 12 said that Jesus' purpose, he says, I came to die. That is my purpose, to be lifted up. You can read it for yourself when you turn there. Jesus talked about the seed, how that if it abides alone, that's all it's gonna be. But it says if that seed dies, anybody, a farmer, anybody that puts gardens out, do you know what, is, what you do? You put a seed in. Brother Ollie, you believe you put a garden out, don't you? We try to. <laughs> and when you put that seed in there, just one little seed, what happens? It's gotta die, then what happens? It comes forth, a, new plant. a new plant. But then what is produced from that new plant? Can I put it to mathematical terms? It multiplies. It does. After it's kind. Jesus died. He was planted in the ground, but he come forth. Are you catching this? The seed must die, but it's going to multiply. The glory of the story is this. Jesus said, I'm going to have others that's going to be just like me. There's going to be little Jesuses walking around. Yeah. Woo! Aren't you glad for that? That's the reason why the enemy didn't want that. He says, if I get rid of him, that's going to be the end of the story. No, the glory of the story. There's going to be a bunch of Jesuses walking around. Yeah. You and I. Amen. The enemy don't want that. The world doesn't like that. Sister Christa, you're... A little Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) Brother Joe, you're a little Jesus. That's your seed. She multiplies after you. Give her a chance. Get ready. (laughs) It's going to take place. Aren't you glad for what God done? He paid it full on the cross, but it was a seed that that brought forth. See, every one of us is going to be like Jesus. We should be walking around talking like Jesus. Jesus talking about the glory of God. Jesus had an agenda. We should have an agenda. That is our purpose. His agenda was to glorify the Father. Father, be glorified in me. Is your life about that? God, are you getting the glory? I've had some doors open in the last little bit. It seemed like one thing after another. And I can't get peace to move in across those doors. God says, says that's not the door I want you to go through. And <laughs> I said, to the Lord says, but Lord, I says, I could receive this. And he says, yeah, but you could be messed up. So it's no longer for you to enter across those doors, even though they may be opened up. So here's why like, you need to follow. Is this gonna bring glory to the Lord? His death brought glory to the Father. Sin was eradicated at that point in time from individuals' lives that would believe, that would be fully persuaded that Jesus died, that would look to Jesus, the cross, at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, where I first give my heart, where I first put my life at his feet. There's always room at the cross, always room for those that would come. He paid it all. (laughs) <laughs> but if you don't receive, what happens? You know, I get those bills and I would get a bill and, and I would go up and try to pay for it my meal. If I go to a restaurant and somebody already paid for it, no, I need to pay for it. Somebody already paid for it. No, I need to pay for it. I've not yet been free. I've not received what has been paid for already for me. Jesus already gave me life, but he gave me more than life abundantly. He gave it to me that I can walk in his life with freedom. The enemy wants to put on you and put on your mind and your heart some bondages. You need to say, wait a minute, whom the son has set free is free indeed. I am free. Say, I'm free. free. And he will prosper me. Come on, say it. He He will heal me. He will give me all things that pertains to life. Aren't you glad that he did that? Amen. He paid the price. And now we need the glory in what he did. And we need to look to the cross and say, thank you, Father, for the cross. I'm like Paul. I glory in the cross. Jesus triumphed over the enemy at the cross. It was a war going on. It's a spiritual war. It was a conflict that was happening. The enemy said, I'm going to take him out. And he convinced the Sanhedrin convinced the religious folk. Religion, sometimes I is of the enemy. Religion is what takes a lot of things out. ISIS is a religion. Atheist has a religion. They believe in no God. That's a belief system. We could go down the path. But thank God, we're not talking about religion. We're talking about relationship. And that's what Jesus said. I paid a price that you can have a relationship with the Father now, that you can talk to him. There's nothing that stops you from coming in to where he's at. See, this is so powerful that when Jesus was on the cross, that the, the conflict that was going on, the war that was going on, that the Bible said that the earth quaked at that point in time. As a matter of fact, the sun didn't even shine at that time. There was such a conflict going on. This was a spiritual at its best. The enemy and Jesus. But the sacrifice of the flesh is where it all pertains at. Sometimes your flesh gets in the way from what God has. Sometimes our flesh and our, our thinking of flesh, we want to go towards that. The appetites of the flesh pulls us away from the things of God. Jesus said, I'm sacrificing my flesh that I can move into the spiritual part of what God has for me. Jesus died in excellence. Let me say that again. He died in excellence. With excellence. He put the devil in his place. Mm, let me shout on that one. He put the devil and the enemy in his place. You have bound the people of this earth long enough and no more will you do that. I'm putting you on notice. I'm paying the price. I'm fulfilling what the law said that they don't have to. Thank God for the freedom I've got. Thank God I can declare that. What Jesus did, I can enter into the inheritance that he gave to me. Far too many times, you've got to repeat things over and over in your mind, in your heart to get a hold of it. Jesus paid it all for me. But claim it, step into it, hold on to it. When Jesus was lifted up, he said, I will draw all men unto him. It was the worst hour, but the finest. It was the worst hour, but the finest. It was the worst For the enemy, for one. Jesus had to go through some pains, some ridicule. He was spat upon. He was laughed at, mocked. Matter of fact, if you really looked at it, you thought, he's out. Count him out. That's over with. But thank God for the tomb. It's empty. Thank God he rose again to defeat the enemy, to defeat everything that was there. Praise God. That was the finest. In other words, Jesus is saying, I'm going to get more done than I did when I was on earth. And what did he do? He walked on water. That's just one of the things he did. What else did he do? He fed how many thousands of people? Everything was temporary. He was raising the dead, healing the sick, opening blinded eyes, doing all good, good things, but he says, I'm going to get more out of going to the cross and dying and raising from the dead than I will doing everything I did on earth. You know what most people want to get? A feel-me-good time. Two, when like they come to church, I want to feel good. It wasn't a good service because I didn't feel good. It's not all about your feelings. Right. Faith doesn't operate on feelings. Faith doesn't operate on doubt. It comes against doubt. It believes what Christ done. It believes what he said he's going to do and what he's given for me. I need to stand upon his word and say, God, you've done that for me. Thank God for that. Amen. Go to Colossians chapter two. This may be more of a weekend, but I remember what Jesus did. I'm not going to his grave and put flowers on it because he's not there. Right. <laughs> Sometimes people just immortalize people that have gone on. Jesus is one that to paid the to I'm looking for heaven. When I'm dead and gone, you may put flowers on my grave. You may not. You may never come to see my grave again. That's okay. Just remember where I'm at. Right, right. And you can come and see me again. Amen. You don't have to. Amen? Colossians chapter two, what did Jesus do? I'm glad you asked. Verse 15, having disarmed, say having disarmed. Disarmed. And what did he disarm? Principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Having disarmed, thank God that the enemy no longer has a hold no longer has any fortitude to come against what belongs to the children of God. And who did he disarm? The principalities, the things in the spiritual areas, the spiritual fortresses that is around us. If you don't think there's not spiritual influence, you better look again. They're all around us, church. From addictions to holding on to this life, to influence you to do evil, as we see around us, to rebellious spirits all around us. In this community, we have a drug epidemic that's around us, and people are getting a hold. Of it says, "Well, I can do better. I won't die. I won't do this." But I'm telling you, that's a spiritual influence. Now we have a door that's been open; It's getting ready to shut. I'm declaring it right now in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you right now, revival is on the, uh, just right at the doorstep, we're entering into a revival that God is going to set in motion what God has done. Christ paid the price. He disarmed the enemy. It's time we declare who Jesus is, what he done for me. And now you can say, enough is enough, devil. You've been disarmed. You no longer have a hold on my mind, my heart. My family, any part of me anymore. Amen. Not just declaring war. Disarm him as Jesus did. Disarm that booger. He made a public spectacle of them when he hung on the cross. And then he said, it Is finished? It is finished. I'm giving my body over to you. Now if I'm giving my mind and my heart everything over. And he's got a new body now, you know it. One we're going to have one day. Thank God for that. And nothing's going to stop us. Walls. I can, in my mind, I can just picture, I don't have to worry about a plane. I can just think it and I'm there. God, I want to go see Brother Joe. I haven't seen him so long. There I am. He may be in Alaska I may be in Hawaii, but we're going to be there. <laughs> He's going to be in a place where it's cold. I'm going to be in a place where it's Grand and glorious. <laughs> and I may just say, hey, you need to come visit me <laughs> and find out what grand and glorious is. But he is triumphing over them. Can I tell you, he gave us the power? He gave us the power. He paid for that. Our identity isn't what we're facing and what we're looking at, but it's in what he did. We must understand that at the cross, at the cross, it was paid for. This is my memorial. This is what I look to. This is who I look forward to. He disarmed that. As we read in the New Testament, he said that he done away with the works of the enemy. Then why do we let those things linger anymore? All the devil can do is just talk. That's all he's doing, just talking. He's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You let him in your doorstep, you know, I'll tell you what, he'll roar as long as you let him. But when you shut the door on him, you don't hear that noise anymore. It's like a faint, who is that? What is that? You need to shut the door on it. See, he gave us overcoming power. Touch your neighbor says, he gave us the overcoming power. On the cross, he paid it full. It's paid in full. I tell your neighbor, said, so you don't owe a dime. You don't owe a dime, a penny. I don't care how you want to put it. You owe nothing. He done it all. But do you believe it? Yes. Do you believe it? Yes. Let me say it. Do you believe he paid it? Yes. <laughs> yes. He did for me. <laughs> he did for me. <laughs> I no longer have to be bound with those thoughts that I'm not worthy. (laughs) Too many people are thinking I'm worthy. I've said some things in the past. Now my future has been locked in debt. I beg your pardon, he paid for it. You need to say, wait a minute, Jesus said this about me. I need to identify who Jesus said I am. I need to know who I am in Christ. My relationship with him means I have all things that he already paid for. Heaven belongs to me. It's time we talk about heaven on this earth. The answer is from heaven. His name is Jesus. Jesus came from heaven to this earth, but he didn't stay here. He went back to heaven. That's where we're going. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. Every single one of us are passing through. Thank God we're just passing on because we're moving on to a better place. Stand at your feet, if you would, please. the little building.